Hello and welcome to the 2020 Big Recon Big Ten Championship Game Preview. I am your host, I am the Big Recon. Today is Friday, December the 18th. We are less than, actually, I'm sorry, we are 15 hours from kickoff in the 2020 Big Ten Championship Game. And for the second time in three years, it is the Western Division Champion, the Northwestern Wildcats, taking on your East Division Darlings, the Buckeyes of the Ohio State University. Look, this is the game no one picked. Everyone in Wisconsin and Ohio State, they thought oh, uh, Penn State would be in this thing. They thought that team up north would have a shot this year with all the changes Ohio State went through. But guess what? Well, here we are again. It must be fate, the old 80s song says. And for the fourth year in a row, the Buckeyes will invade Indianapolis to play for a Big Ten championship and hopefully a second consecutive trip to the college football playoff. So, I want to get into the game tonight, but I want to first go over a couple of things from last game back on December the 5th against Michigan State. I've talked about it already a couple of times on the podcast since, but let's go here. Ohio State with 23 players on the COVID reserve list for that game went up to Michigan State and put it on them. A 52-15 win over Sparty in East Lansing. What a game. Justin Fields was just as dominant as he has been. The defense stepped up, did not let Michigan State get going, and they knocked out Rocky Lombardi at the end of the first half. The wide receivers were dynamic, but the thing that gets me, and I hope carries over, the running game got going. Trey Sermon had his best game as a Buckeye. Master Teague was a bowling ball out of the backfield. So let's hope that this will carry over, because let me tell you something. As much as Vegas thinks this is a 20-point win for Ohio State, I don't see it. I see a Northwestern team that right now is in the top three in, in defense in the country. Their defense is ranked higher than Alabama and Florida and all these teams that everybody says are a shoe in to make the playoff if they win this weekend. So let's break it down. Let's dive in. Let's start at the top with Pat Fitzgerald, the Northwestern alumnus, the standout linebacker from their last outright Big Ten championship and their trip to the Rose Bowl in 1996. Pat has been an amazing head coach for this team. I love him at Northwestern. I hope none of these NFL teams or anybody else takes him away from this school because this guy has been a revelation. Who would have thought when we went to a championship game in the Big Ten, we would be talking about Ohio State playing Northwestern for the second time in three years? There have only been a few teams that have gone to multiple Big Ten championship games. Ohio State, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Michigan State. That's it. Those are the teams that went to this game more than once. Ohio State is there for the 13, 14, 17, 18, 19, 20, for the sixth time in 10 years. Of course, Northwestern is there for the second time in three years playing the same team. Quick little fact, I am wearing the 2018 Big Ten Championship hat. I think it's going to be another one, which means I get another hat. So let's start with, with Northwestern and what Northwestern has been known by 
since Pat Fitzgerald took over is their defense. They are allowing a little over 14.5 points per game. They are one of the top 10 scoring defenses in the country. They are limiting possessions, which is huge, especially against Ohio State. They are limiting possessions. They're only on the field about 28 minutes a game. So with playing 60 minutes, they're on for less than half the time. You usually want a good split. Keep the defense on there half the time. Keep the offense on there half the time. They're only allowing 28 minutes a game in possession. That could be huge, especially if Ohio State's trying to run the ball a bunch. They only give up 31% of third on third down. But here's where I think Ohio State can exploit it. They have given up 60% of the chances on fourth down against them. So it's a little bit, usually it's a shorter uh, field, um, shorter yardage situation. Usually it's a, you know, bully run up the middle against Wisconsin or Iowa or whoever. So it really is going to be a test of strength against strength. Northwestern's defense, listen, they got down 17 early, earlier in the year. Um, I think it was to Iowa. And they came back and won. The only loss that Northwestern has in their resume is a shocking upset uh, by Michigan State the week before they played Ohio State. Uh, that's why I thought Sparty was going to be a tough time. Because Northwestern is a fantastic, fantastic football team. They ran the ball for over 250, almost 300 yards last week against Illinois when they beat Illinois for the or, and finished undefeated in the Western Division for the second time in three years. So they're not just winning the West. They're actually winning this thing going away. That's beating Wisconsin. That's beating Michigan. That's beating Iowa. That's beating Purdue. Beating Nebraska. I mean, these guys have played great football all year long and are in the spot they should be in. Clayton Thorson, a quarterback for Northwestern, is a veteran. He is very good with the football. He is partially a dual threat, not so much like Fields, but he can run the ball when he needs to. Has a pretty decent arm, pretty accurate. But when you're comparing him to the quarterback on the other side of the field, it's really not a comparison because Fields is, you know, it's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. In my opinion, it's flipped, but that's just me because I can't stand sunshine. So this is going to be strength against strength. And here's where the strength, I think, for Ohio State is going to overwhelm that Northwestern defense. You are talking about a team that is averaging 46.6 points per game. That's insanity. How are they getting 46.6 points a game? Very simple. Their quarterback and their two wide receivers. Now, Ohio State's only played five games because of COVID and I think someone taking uh, the easy way out last week with Michigan. I said it. and Just weird taste in my mouth. So that team up north. So here we are. The, uh, I got to give a shout out to Joe from Cleveland Me. Uh, he just put up on Facebook, OSU 60, Cats 13. I like where your head's at, Joe. I honestly believe that they're going to win this game, but I want to give, I'll give my score prediction later. Um, so how did they get there? Let's talk about the wide receiver tandem at Ohio State. Let's talk about 
true sophomore Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson has, in five games now, 34 catches, 572 yards, five touchdowns. Chris Olave has 36 catches, 528 yards, and five touchdowns. Listen, Fields has gone for 15-3 and three this year between touchdowns and interceptions. Ten touchdown passes are to his two wide receivers. This is where Ohio State's going to win this game. By controlling the line, I'll say it again, by controlling the line of scrimmage and giving Fields time. The 2018 version of this game was a lot closer than it should have been. It took a Dwayne Haskins performance throwing five touchdown passes against a good Northwestern defense to win that game for the Buckeyes and send them to the Rose Bowl that year. I don't think it's going to take that dynamic of a performance from Justin Fields yet. Here's my keys to the game. I wish I had graphics. That would be cool. Keys to the game. As always, when I talk about the two football teams I talk about, the Browns and the Buckeyes, you have to control the line of scrimmage. Northwestern's front seven is no joke. They stop the run really well, and they keep people off the field. So this is, Ohio State's going to need to do sustained drives, because I think if they start scoring quick, they're going to limit the amount of times they're going to have the ball. Where Ohio State has a very big advantage is that the passing attack for Northwestern is not nearly as good as the ones they faced in Indiana. Even Michigan State's passing attack was better than what Northwestern has. They basically are going to have to stop the run. They're going to have to make Peyton Thorson throw the ball to beat them and make Northwestern an extremely one-dimensional team. I believe that can be done with that defensive line. Tommy Togiai, Haskell Garrett, Jonathan Cooper, Barrett Browning coming off the end. These guys can actually make them do that. Another thing, they need to pressure Thorson when he drops back. If they can hit him and hit him a bunch, they are going to run this game from kickoff to final to final gun. I'm hesitant to say they're going to boat race this team. But then again, I thought Michigan State was going to be a close game and they won by 37. Look, the key to this game is definitely going to be not making mistakes. We cannot have a three-interception game from Justin Fields again. We cannot have a game where the offense does not get to run the football. They're averaging 251 yards on the ground a game between Fields, Trey Sermon, and Master Teague. And a couple of young kids, you got um, C.J. Stroud had a big run against Michigan State. Jack Miller had a big run in the first game of the year against Nebraska. So they've run the football, but it hasn't been the running backs. Master Teague and Trey Sermon need to step it up this week. They need to be the engine that runs this team. I think Pat Fitzgerald is going to put most of his defense's time into stopping the wide receivers on the outside. How do you do that against these two speed burners? Well, you're probably going to have to bracket a safety because they do like to run the um, the post route deep with Garrett Wilson especially, and they like running fly routes with Chris Olave. So if you bracket the safety, the problem with Ohio State is if you release Trey Sermon or Master Teague out of the backfield, they're going to have everywhere a bunch of green to run. Jeremy Ruckert and Farrell are phenomenal uh, tight ends. 
Farrell in his final college game in the Big Ten. Because they're not going to play a Big Ten team in the playoff. Ohio State is a matchup nightmare for most defenses, but I think they're going to be more of a matchup nightmare for Northwestern because they are a team that tries to make everyone one-dimensional. The difference is when you make Ohio State one-dimensional, you might actually play into their strengths. Ryan Day has turned into a quarterback whisperer at Ohio State. He got there. JT Barrett got to be a little bit better of a thrower. His next project was Dwayne Haskins. By the way, do you know who was in the quarterback room when Ryan Day took over the offense at Ohio State? That would be the 2019 Heisman Trophy winner, the number one pick in the country uh, in the NFL draft, and Joe Burrow, who was lighting up the NFL. So he took what Day taught him, went to LSU, got into that that offense, and got better. On the other side of the ball, this is what I worry about. If the Buckeyes can't get pressure on Peyton Thorson, they're not going to be able to... I don't believe the secondary can sustain coverage. Look at what Michael Penix Jr. did to them against Indiana. Now, I'm not saying Penix is a better quarterback than Peyton Thorson. I'm not saying Peyton Thorson's as good a quarterback as Penix is. But it makes you wonder if the secondary can hang with anybody with speed. I'm going to reply to Joe real quick. If the secondary, well, never mind the secondary in the pass plays, they're going to have to drop a safety in the box, possibly, with the way Northwestern runs the football. They're not really a zone option team. They're more of a pro style when it comes to running. They do run out of the gun a little bit, but they more straight handoff, big hoss offensive linemen, breaking holes out on both sides and up the middle. This O-line in this running back room is going to test Ohio State's medal in the middle. So I've been rambling for 14 minutes and some odd seconds. Let's get to the goods now. Let's get to the prediction. Because I have a feeling that a lot of the things you're going to hear when it comes to this game You're going to hear a lot of, first of all, Gus Johnson losing his mind. But I firmly believe you're going to hear a lot of this. That, of course, was the Ohio State marching band playing the fight songs across the field. It's going to be a lot of scoring on tomorrow afternoon, high noon in Indianapolis. I like Ohio State. Big surprise. I like Ohio State to win this game by multiple scores. When it comes to the playoff, they've got to do basically what Joe just said. They have to boat race this team. They need to turn this into the 2014 game against Wisconsin when they beat them 59 to nothing. 
They need to make a statement. The committee is already hedging bets, leaving them at number four as an undefeated team, leaving a one-loss Clemson right ahead of them. I think if they boat race this team on uh, Saturday, tomorrow afternoon, they will jump to the two seed because I honestly think that Notre Dame will beat Clemson. If that happens, you could see something that people would be itching for every single year if they could have it. Remember, the one and two seeds in the playoff play at the closest game to them, which means Alabama, who I think is going to boat race Florida. I don't think Florida's got a shot. Dan Mullen's running his mouth. Oh, when we beat Alabama. Dude, you couldn't beat LSU. Stop it. Alabama will play the Sugar Bowl against the four seed. If Notre Dame beats Clemson, it's going to end up being Texas A&M. And if Ohio State boat races Northwestern, and if Notre Dame beats Clemson, you are looking at the 2-3 matchup being Notre Dame against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Now, what Midwestern college football lunatic would not want to see that? That would be insanity if they played North if they played Notre Dame in the playoff in the Rose Bowl. It would be a really good game. You'd see Ian Book against Justin Fields and But first things first, need to beat Northwestern. Final score, Ohio State 49. Northwestern 17. I'm giving them more points than what Joe gave them. A 32-point win, I believe, will get Ohio State the number three seed in the playoff and get them to that New Year's Day matchup against who I think will be Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, the granddaddy of them all. It would be fitting because the last time Ohio State beat Northwestern, they went to the Rose Bowl and beat Washington. This time they go to the Rose Bowl, they play Notre Dame. The last two times they've played Notre Dame in a bowl game, Notre Dame's gotten their clocks cleaned. So as I wrap this up, we are now, this is episode number 92. 93 will come Sunday morning. As I preview the Sunday night NFL game that was flexed from Sunday afternoon to Sunday night by the networks in the league, the Cleveland Browns coming off that tough loss against the Baltimore Ravens will play against the New York Giants. And this game is in New York, which means, guess what? I was getting to watch it, whether they were on national TV or not. I will also be doing a college football playoff preview once we get closer to the games. We're nine episodes away from the 100th episode of the Big Recon on Sports. Again, the 100th episode. LeBron, Michael. Who's the GOAT? I have an interesting take on it, and I've been teasing it for a few weeks. I was on row seven uh, last week, and Alex, the last thing he asked me, he said, when are you doing the 100th episode? 100th episode will come somewhere after the holiday season. Uh, as I'm just going to be doing the pre and post game. 
I will get a Cavs preview up, but it will not be till after opening night because of what's going on in the world. With me having both tonight and Sunday and having to work tomorrow. So tune in. Fox, high noon, from Indy. Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on the call. Is there a better game tomorrow? I don't think so. But I'm biased. As always, Big Recon can be found here on both Facebook and YouTube. Big Recon on Sports. Twitter, at Big Recon on Sport. Instagram, yeah, we're there too, but not so much. Anchor, Breaker, Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Everybody have a great weekend. I will see you guys on Sunday morning. I won't see you on Sunday morning because it's not going to be a live. I'm gonna, I'll post it Sunday, but it will not be a live hit for Browns and Giants Sunday night. Have a great weekend. Go Bucks! And I can't wait to hear him sing Carmen, Ohio for the fourth year in a row in Indianapolis. Take care, everybody. OH.